Hello, my awesome mom pod listeners. It's Paige with some exciting news. The Moms Organization Motivation Podcast has had the most amazing three-year run. And thanks to you, it's listened to in more than 85 countries. It's won Best Family Podcast and Best Home and Lifestyle Podcast awards and consistently ranks in the top of the charts globally. I could not have done that without you. It'll continue to be downloadable for all your organization motivation needs. And now there'll be a brand new podcast to listen to. If like me, you love being a mom and also desire more. Head over to the Time to Pivot podcast right now and hit subscribe. Each week, my guest and I will be sharing all the ways we've learned to pivot in our life and business as we share our God-given gifts and serve others and still make it to the carpool line on time. I can't wait for this fun new podcast to begin April 17th, 2023. So mark your calendars and join me on the Time to Pivot podcast. with a super fun announcement. The Moms Organization Motivation Podcast has won Best Home and Lifestyle Podcast in 2022 in the Podcasting for Business Awards. I am so excited and grateful. Thank you so much. If you've been listening since the beginning or if you're new to the podcast, I appreciate you being here. A special thank you to my amazing podcast team at the Podcast Boutique. I love and appreciate you guys and couldn't do it without you. So thanks again so much for listening and enjoy today's episode. Hi, I'm Paige Killian, and I'm passionate about helping busy moms of littles organize and style their life in three simple steps. Living this mom life is incredible and sometimes completely overwhelming. Is stressing about overstuffed drawers, never-ending mail piles, a mountain of Legos, and our kids' artwork really what God intended? No way! Getting organized has been a game changer for me and also my clients, but it has to be simple or it just won't get done. So let's simplify the process and clear the clutter to see the blessings God has for us. I know your time is valuable, so thanks for joining me each week for a healthy dose of organization and a whole lot of motivation. Hello, hello. Thanks so much for joining me again today for another episode. I'm really excited to talk about this topic because I have been getting asked to do a podcast episode specifically on this for a little while now, and it actually goes hand in hand with one that I did in the very beginning of the podcast days with my dear friend, Amy Pendergraft. We did an episode called Reclaim Your Space, and we talked about this very funny thing that we had actually organized in her home years ago now. Uh, Amy, if you're listening, can you believe it's been that long? So crazy. But years ago, I came to her house as an organizer. We'd been friends forever. And she was telling me, you know, preparing me before I walked in her bedroom that it was going to be covered with something that is not really something you normally see in the main primary bedroom. And that was a huge tub. Maybe there were two, Amy, were there two (laughs) tubs of Legos? And 
we talked about how that was something that she and her husband and the kids were fine with for a little while being in bed in the bedroom because her husband and son, maybe it was two of her sons, they really enjoyed creating these Lego things together. But over time, it was really starting to frustrate her and kind of wear on her because the Lego creatures were taking over. And so we talked about how it actually inspired a chapter in my book called Legos in the Bedroom. And Legos in the Bedroom is a funny chapter in itself, just because like what, what it sounds like. I mean, I literally talk about the Lego Ninja Warrior on the night side table that really just does not lend itself to like good, fun, sexy time. Do you know what I'm saying? Like it does not belong in the bedroom for obvious reasons, but because it was such a sweet, fun, special thing that her husband and the kiddos did, she didn't want to take that out because it was like a a fun thing that they did. Right. But somehow that ending up in the bedroom was really starting to frustrate her and cause her stress. Not only (laughs) because I'm laughing because she actually left me a testimonial that's now found its way onto my website, but she talks about getting up during the night and any unsuspecting parent who steps on one of those Legos, we're just going to call it a Lego instead of what I really want to call it. Uh, But in the middle of the night, when they step on it, as they're going to the bathroom to go use the restroom real quick in the middle of the night where they don't even want to be up in the first place. Oh my goodness. That will send you into like a apparent rage. Okay. Because you're thinking like, these do not belong in here. It's so frustrating. I want the kids and in this case, the husband to pick up these things. And why are they even in the bedroom to begin with? They don't even belong here. So today I want to talk about Legos in the bedroom. Now, if Legos are not in the bedroom for you, perhaps they're in your kids' bedrooms or perhaps they're in the playroom, but we are going to talk today about organizing those Legos and getting them taken care of uh, physically and metaphorically. All right. So we're going to actually focus on three different things. As you know, I love doing that. Uh, First, we're going to talk about the essential, which is actually how to organize the Legos. This is the physical part, right? Then the enhancement to that, which is how to reclaim your space. That is super important. Like I said, we talked about it on episode 10. And also we are going to talk about the extra, which is how to set boundaries in the future for organizing uh, those Legos and making sure that they're not, you know, creeping back in. And again, metaphorically, this is not just the Lego. This could be like anything in your life that you're needing to set boundaries for uh, that maybe have like a bit of an organization flair. Cause obviously, you know, I'm going to lean toward that. So let's first talk about number one, how to organize the Legos. So there are lots of different ways you can do this. Lots of different thoughts on this. If you go into one of those Lego stores, that's a great way to get inspiration because they have things where they're organized so beautifully and laid out for people to purchase. So something that I haven't talked about before, which might get a podcast episode all on its own, is that when we're talking about organizing things in our home, it's always great to actually see how things like that have been set up and arranged and organized and styled in stores, because that's typically 
what it is intended for. Now, obviously I have mentioned this on other episodes, especially with kids stuff as well and mounting things that sometimes things that you buy in the store, you actually use in a different way than they were intended and marketed because you want to make it work for you in your space. So there's definitely that, but I want you to really consider when you go into a Lego store or a place to see the Legos that you're going to buy, how do they have them organized? And by the time they get back to your house, do they look like that at all? <laughs> um, is, is it just like a graveyard of Legos strewn all over the floor and a hazard when you're trying to go to the bathroom at night? Is it a complete dumping ground in your kid's playground? Playground. It is their playground. Is it a dumping ground in the playroom or perhaps in their bedroom because they never quite go back where they're supposed to be? So this is what we want to talk about first and foremost. The essential is actually physically organizing those so it works best for you. I'm going to tell you what works best for us with the Lego situation at our house. And then I'm going to tell you some other spaces that I've organized with Legos and done them completely differently. So one of the things I can remember Amy telling me is when it was so frustrating at that time to actually get them organized, she said, well, we tried to put in this system where we had them broken down. And I, if I'm not mistaken, I think she even mentioned that she talked to somebody who like worked for the Lego company or worked where they were sold or something. And they had said, oh, you know, you want to arrange, you want to organize them in different bins that are different sizes. Well, I have to tell you that that is really hard. If you're asking a very young child who's doing Legos to keep up with. So you have to ask yourself first and foremost, when you go to organize Legos, is this age appropriate? Are you putting unrealistic expectations around this staying organized because you're organizing it within an inch of its life? You know, like you're really maybe overly killing it. Well, for us right now, it's very important for us to keep it simple so that it always stays organized. Okay. And I'm going to tell you how it's working and I'm going to tell you how it's starting to get a little out of control in my Duke's room. And we're going to nip that in the bud real quick and in a hurry. So as I mentioned, she had said, well, we were looking at anything that was this long or this short or this type. This is what would go in this bin. Well, for us, what we do is we have Legos that are loose and are not a creation in one area. And then we have completed Legos in another area. And that's it. And the reason for that is because it's so user-friendly and so friendly for the adults to help clean up quickly. And that is the name of the game for me. I don't want things to be so overly organized that my kids are like, mom, I don't know how to do it. Mom, I can't find what I need because it's in all these different compartments and you know, whatever. So a lot of people will actually do it by color. So they'll put all the blue Legos, all the yellow Legos, all the red Legos. They'll, they'll put those in different sections. If you have a kiddo who wants to, who's older and who wants to organize their Legos in that way, because when they're building them, that's more helpful. You just have to think like, well, okay, is that easy then for it to get cleaned up fast? If it is, and that system is working, absolutely do that. Another system is where you might have different types of them grouped in sections. So you might have like wheels and propellers and different things like that in one area. You might have people, Lego people or 
trees or animals or something like that, little creations in another section. And then in another section, you just have all of the blocks. And then maybe if you have multiple size blocks of Legos, like you have different age kids, perhaps you have a different section that's a different size block. So if that type of organization is working well for you and the kids and the adults who are using it, great, definitely go that route. Again, for us in our home, that was still going to be a system that wasn't going to lend itself to staying organized very often. So it really just depends on who's using those Legos. By the way, I talk a lot about kids, but I actually have a client whose husband is a Lego creation making genius. He is such a Lego master superstar. And we actually created a, an area for him to hold on to all these boxes of new creations that he was going to do without them being out all over the place. Cause they were in their media room. And so we ended up going and getting, it's called the Poppin P O P P I N the Poppin bench that you can get from the container store. That is a full large bench that you can actually sit down at storage. And then it has like the uh, cushiony top that you would cover it up with. So we put all of the boxes inside of there, which is great. So he knows those are in there whenever he's ready to get his next you know, Lego thing out of the box of them. And then there was a great little, and, and also in their media room, there's a great cabinet that had four different doors that you could open. And so in one of those sections, we put his completed projects. And one of those sections, we put where the little pieces were that he was in the middle of completing a project. And we had that in a tray. And then we also had a couple more areas where he put some more of those smaller boxes that we didn't, that we opted to not put in that, that little bench storage seat. Okay. So definitely you could have an area like that for whether it's an adult or it's a kid. So just choose containers that are going to hold and house all of those things in a way that will be easy to access that are not going to be out visually, unless you're making that choice. You know, maybe this is the time that you want to mount some floating shelves in the playroom, in your kids' rooms, wherever it is, you're going to be, you know, showing off these beautifully displayed things, mounting floating shelves are awesome for Lego creations. That's really fun. So you would put up what you've done and then you know, in another area, you might have a bin or two, uh, or maybe even drawers. They make these awesome drawers. Container store has these, but you can find them anywhere. You can find them at Michael's, you can find them at Target on Amazon. Of course, you might want to have a little rolling drawer system or a cart. You've seen those art carts. You can have those down in the bottom. You can place the boxes that you're still working on. Haven't opened yet in the middle. Maybe you want to have some dividers in there that have some, you know, different containers and areas that the kids are working through. And then up on top, that's actually going to be the tray and the area where you're going to be assembling the Legos together. So maybe like a rolling cart is something that you want to have in a space for you to have Legos. So there's tons of different ways that you can organize your Legos physically. And I think that all of these are great option. You might even find, I know container store has them in other places too, where you can find the actual Lego containers, like the plastic bins that look like a giant, you know, yellow Lego head and you pop it open and you can keep everything in there, but make sure that you're communicating with your family and saying, okay, guys, once this starts to get out of hand, and this is where I'm at right now, we have had so many incredible you know, creations that Duke has made. He's such a Lego lover that they're starting to pile up on this little nightstand that I put for him underneath his loft bed. That was his Lego area. So he would 
put his awesome creations up on top. And then there was a little shelf that you can move it. So we adjusted it. So we had a little shelf where he had some in between working on Lego things. And then down below was his one basket that he was allowed to have in his room with all the loose Legos that he could pull from. So that was working really well until now it feels like he is at the place where we're either going to have to put some floating shelves in there for him so he can display some of these, or we'll just go ahead and have him take them apart put them back in the basket and start over again. So hang on to those little books. If you get those, you can toss the box, but you can hang on to the books. So that way, if you do take things apart, you can stick them in a Ziploc bag or some sort of maybe a little better sustainable bag. If you want to have like a little drawstring or a zipper pouch or something like that, keep it all in there with the book it came from with the book it came with, and then they can do that creation over and over and over again. And it's not just, you know, where they do it one time and done and they're over it. That can get really expensive too, by the way. So that is where we are in our house with organization of Legos. And hopefully there were some other ideas in there that could work for you as well. And don't be afraid to go ahead and purge those by saying, you know what, we're going to grab our bags with handles. We're going to put some of these in Awesome if you do have them contained with the box or with the book that goes with them and keep them separately packaged. If you don't, it's okay. You can still put them in a big bin and then you can donate those to friends or families with other kids who want to use them. Or obviously you can sell these in a yard sale or garage sale, or you can donate them to a place that would take those and then, you know, later give them to someone else. So that is how we're physically going to be organizing our space. So that is the essential. Obviously, if you've got Legos, whether they're in the bedroom or not, but if you've got Legos, you want to make sure that you're keeping them organized so that then you don't like totally regret that those are a toy and an activity that you have in your home. All right, so that is essential. Hey babe, it's Paige. I got to tell you about something I am currently obsessed with. If you are a candle lover like I am, you've got to head over to Dev Candle Co. on Instagram and devcandleco.com. Here you will find some incredible smelling candles. I got to tell you a little bit about them. So they're made with non-GMO soy wax. They're housed in natural concrete jars with a steel lid. So here's what's cool about those jars. Once you're done using them, you just put in some hot water, get that wick right out, and you can use that container for pens, pencils. You can even do a cute little potted plant in there. And I love the shiny steel lid because I can even have my kids, it's safe enough for them to go over and put the top on. You don't have to deal with wax going all over the place. You don't have to deal with the extra smoke about to set off your fire alarm. So I love the design of that. It's also formulated without phthalates, additives, preservatives, or dyes. It comes in a hundred percent biodegradable packaging and it's made here in Los Angeles. So I love supporting local businesses. You can get a 55 hour burn time with these candles and they come in more than 15 cents. So again, you've got to check out the Dev Candle Co. And if you put in the code CANDLEMOM20, you'll get 20% off of your order. So you got to check it out. Head over to Dev Candle Co. on Instagram or devcandleco.com. And don't forget to add in CANDLEMOM20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase. Enjoy the amazing smells. And you got to tell me, which one did you pick? 
Thanks again so much for listening and back to today's episode. All right, on to your enhancement. We are now going to talk about the metaphorical parts of getting that under control. We're going to talk about how to reclaim your space. So this was something that Amy and I discussed because she said, you know, again, I I almost felt guilty for asking my husband and the kids to get this out of that area because that was something they love to do. But at the end of the day, she was not enjoying her space. That was supposed to be an area where she was going to go and retire for the night, sleep, reboot, re-energize and get you know, the, the necessary sleep that she needed or that alone time with the hubs that they needed to be able to wind down that day and get gear up and get ready for the next day. So if you have got Legos or anything for that matter in a space where it does not bring those feelings that you want that space to bring, it's time to reclaim it. And really the way you do that is through communication and letting people know this is my space. Or if it's not your space and you're wanting to help another family member or friend reclaim their space, say this is their personal space. This is what it needs to be used for. And I would like for you to understand from a compassion standpoint that this is what I want it to look like. All right. So just in that communication, reclaiming your space and knowing that that space needs sort of a label on it about what it's used for and how it should be used by everyone in the family. Or perhaps (laughs) you want to say, like, I think I talked about this when I did the reading nook. Uh, episode where I said, you know, this could be a reading nook that is not for kids. This could be an adult space and kids are not allowed in there. And by the way, it is okay to have spaces in your home that are off limits to the kids, right? We're not talking about like the old school sitting room that has plastic covering the couches and you're not allowed to go in there, but this could be that sitting room or that reading nook or your Lego zone for the kids or, or the adults, you know, definitely some adults enjoy putting those Legos together. Those can be spaces that you can reclaim and say, look, this is the new or the always intended space that it's supposed to be. And I want to reclaim it because it suddenly has gotten out of control. And so for my friend, Amy, it was her bedroom. And she's like, you know what? I want this back as my bedroom. I don't want this back as, you know, Lego masters are going to be coming in here with their film crew because this is where this belongs. No, no, it was time for her to reclaim her space, which she did. And if I'm not mistaken, Amy, if you're listening right now, I'm pretty certain you said those Legos have started creeping back in your bedroom. So I, thankfully we live close to each other and I'm just a phone call away. If you want me to (laughs) come back, absolutely for sure. We could make that happen. Um, And that does happen sometimes too, which is a great segue into our extra. And that is where we are going to be talking about how to set boundaries in that space and make sure that we are putting in proper organization that's going to stay that way and be very clear that those boundaries are respected by everyone in the family. So let's talk about what boundaries look like when it pertains to, in this case, we're talking about Legos, but it really could be like your kids stuff coming into the adult space. So many times as moms, we do not want to impose our adultness on their kidness. And we don't want to take their awesome kidness and say, we got to squash your hopes and dreams of being a kid because I need this to be an adult space. You know, we start to feel guilty about putting boundaries on 
our spaces and our kids, because we start thinking, oh, well, listen, I made the choice to have kids. Like they need to sort of be able to move around in the house and this is their space too, and whatever. Well, listen, I beg to differ. Okay. And let's also just take guilt right on out of the equation because you're going to give yourself credit right now for all of the amazing things that you do as a busy mom of littles and some awesome dads out there. If you're listening and perhaps you don't have kids, but you have a roommate who feels like you have a kid (laughs) either way, it is absolutely okay. And I would argue necessary to put in some boundaries when it comes to your space. And the reason for that is because if you don't, it can totally lead to disorganization. It can lead to you resenting that person. Or if you're the problem, resenting yourself, being frustrated with yourself for not keeping up with it. And really just, I mean, lead to frustration and annoyance. And that is not what our homes are supposed to say about us. I did an episode recently called a reflection of you. And I was inspired by my mom saying for years, and I didn't understand this when I was a kid. And I do as an adult now, especially as a mom, our home is a reflection of us. So she would always say, you know, when it was time for Saturday morning music to come on and everybody to get to their job of vacuuming or dusting or, you know, tidying, doing laundry, putting things away, dishes, whatever. It was that Saturday morning where we all had our thing that we needed to do. And there was the expectation. And that was a boundary, by the way, a beautiful boundary my mom set because she believed that her home was a reflection of her. And when it got disorganized or messy or dirty and just not what she wanted that said a lot about her and how she was running her household. And I get that now, especially now that we're homeowners, it's like, I really want my home to be a reflection of me. And if Legos in the bedroom are what are frustrating you right now, you have every right to put boundaries there around that and say, I'm reclaiming my space. This is what I want my space to look like. Let's figure out a way to take the stuff that you want and put it in the proper place. So you still get what you want and I still get what I want. And that is okay. And again, I would argue totally necessary. So zero guilt involved, have that great communication, make sure you're talking to members of your family and saying, okay, look, I really want to discuss what you have here, what we have going on and how we can make it different. And then let's really make sure that we're keeping that way. Once we get it organized, we make the decision how we're going to keep this. Let's make sure we keep revisiting those boundaries and making sure they are working best for all of us. All right. I'm going to leave it at that for right now. If you've got Legos in the bedroom or in any place that they don't belong, I would invite you to speak with your family, reclaim your space, set those boundaries and tune in next week, because I'm actually going to go a little bit deeper into how we can set boundaries in other areas of our home and really get clear on the communication and the words that we can use. So that way everybody's on board And it doesn't feel like a stressful, frustrating thing, but it actually feels like something that's going to make your home run more smoothly and you're going to love it. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. Join me next week again when we talk about more organization, motivation for mom, for kids, for dad, for anyone. This is where you're going to find that. And hopefully we'll be able to figure it out in three simple steps. All right. You guys have a great day. I'll talk to you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Moms Organization Motivation Podcast. 
For more resources to organize and style your busy life, head over to everythingwithstyle.com and connect with me on Instagram at everythingwithstylemom. If this episode was helpful for you, please share it with your friends, rate and review it on iTunes, that's Apple Podcasts now, and let me know what you'd like to hear about next. Thanks again for listening and happy organizing. Thank you.